0: for this conversation. Um, Allie and I just started talking and I, I was looking at her stuff this morning and I could tell her and I vibes are very, very similar. So let me introduce to you guys. Allie Worthington is known for her straight talking encouragement and practical tools that helps women reach their dreams in business and in life. She's a business coach and an advisor who has worked with companies such as Intel, Disney, Microsoft, Procter and Gamble. She's a co-founder called Creatives where she is coaching writers and speakers, author of The Year of Living Happy, Fierce Faith, and Breaking Busy. Allie is a well-known speaker and a host of a popular podcast, The Allie Worthington Show. Her nonsense, guilt-free take on business, family, and balance has led her to appearances on Today and Good Morning America. Allie lives with her husband, Mark, and their five sons outside of Nashville, Nashville, and the only golden retriever, Refuses to retreat. Welcome, Allie. I love it.
1: Thank you. I am so thrilled to be with you today. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Absolutely. So I'm a mom of three boys yep. and five. I just don't see how you do it.
1: Well, I'll tell you. Anything over three is just another piece of chicken on the table. Like you're outnumbered <laughs> at three. Things are crazy. It just it it gets exponentially crazier. But you already know the level of crazy that it involves. So yeah, it's just I a few know. extra place settings.
0: I love it. I love it. So, I mean, obviously your, your accolades and your titles and what you've done is speaks for itself, but I want to really know, like, like, how did you fall into this? Like, what did you study? How did your heart kind of land you here? Um,
1: oh, like yes. our, our
0: stories kind of like, I don't know if our stories align, but our, where our end destinations are, are very similar. So I'm curious, always the heart behind that.
1: Okay. It is a wild and crazy journey. So I grew up and all I wanted to be was a stay-at-home mom. I told my husband, I met him on a blind day. I told him that I wanted to have five children. I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, how's that for scaring someone off? Luckily, (laughs) I didn't scare him off. And then after about 10, 12 years being a stay-at-home mom, my husband lost his job. And we went through our savings while he was applying for new jobs. I had baby number five. Four weeks after I had baby number five, he looked at me and said, we have to move. The savings have run out. The house is going to foreclosure. We lost everything except what fit into two little mobile pods storage units. And we spent about six weeks living with my grandfather in the mountains of East Tennessee. He didn't even have cell service at his house. And we would have to drive to a McDonald's playland every day. The kids would play. My husband would apply for new jobs. I had an old PC that used to belong to my husband with broken keys. So for certain numbers and letters, you had to push really hard to get him to work. And I would Google, how do you start a business on the internet? I had been writing. I had been blogging for a couple of years. This is the end of middle of 2008. But it was just fun. It was a, a mom blog. I was just talking about my experiences and meeting people. And I started learning all I could about how to build a business online. And when he got a job again and I had a little bit of runway, I never looked back. Later that year, I started an event. I started a magazine, which I later sold, and I realized, wait a minute, I can raise my children and build businesses and sell businesses to other people all from home. This is amazing, which led me to build up the event company, to um, um, consulting with large companies, helping small companies get started, and just kind of living the dream all while getting to be there for my kids. And I, I never looked. Back. But did I ever have the the idea growing up? I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do all these things? Absolutely not. It was out of necessity that I think that God used this terrible season of our lives to really push me into what He wanted me to do, into the calling into a new season of life. My my calling in my 20s and my early 30s was staying focused on my kids. And then my calling. You know, starting at about 2008, it just switched a little bit. And so many people think that, you know, we're all trying to find our purpose. We're trying to find our calling. But I think calling is something that's fluid. It's something that God will put us in one season and say, here's your calling right now. Here's what I'm putting in your hands to do. But it's always changing. God always has new adventures for us and sometimes new challenges. But whether we are 25 or we're 65, God has something new for us and something fun and something that we get to unwrap if we partner with him on it.
0: I love it. I mean, I literally got chill bumps. And I always say that, you know, a lot of times it's it's through inspiration or desperation. Yes. And you kind of had both. I mean, you you guys were desperate, right? And um, I'm, I'm just like, I love you even more. Like, I love stories <laughs> like that. And I think that, you know... Uh, that's where we get refined, right? That's where we get, um, we get chiseled into being who we are. And it's actually the pain and the hard stuff that teaches us the most.
1: Um, oh, absolutely. and I
0: completely agree. Like we all have seasons and, um, I actually posted something this morning, like, uh, I'm in a season of preparation. I feel like, like I'm, I'm working on some things. I want to talk about them, but I'm, I'm, I'm not yet. Like, I'm not going to say I'm keeping things, some things private and mysterious and for reasons cuz i feel like he's calling me to be very um diligent and what he's wanting me to do right now um so my i've had to rebuild my life my mindset all um and i think that's the hard part for a lot of people though and it's it's and i say for a lot of people myself included and maybe yourself as well change is hard
1: yeah 100% for me,
0: i like to control things when you are changing you're pushing yourself you're pushing growth right and you cannot control because you don't know what's going to happen. So as a planner, someone that likes to control and plan, it's that balance of controlling and plan, and making sure you're you're pushing your life in the direction that you want to be and you're being called to be, but being open to, it's maybe not your plan, but his plan. So I just loved it. I loved it.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, we never enjoy change. We never enjoy things when they're hard. But what so many people are going through in 2020, what everyone's going through in 2020, I believe seeds are getting planted this year that will bear fruit in years to come. It is, it's is—it's seasons of comfort that tend to not bear a lot of fruit. Seasons of difficulty do. I remember when my husband and I were going through that that terrible phase in our lives and we were in bed one night and I was saying, I just need to sell our wedding ring. We're out of money. I need to sell our wedding ring. And he said, If you sell a wedding ring, it's going to kill me. Just let's hold on a little bit longer. And we look back on that night, and it was right after we had that conversation. We prayed and we basically said, God, we need more adult supervision because we are making all the decisions here. And look where it's gotten us. It's gotten us over leveraged in real estate and everything fell apart. And just help us, tell us what you want us to do. We looked back that we had been living this life where we really were calling all the shots. We weren't asking him what to do. We weren't partnering with him on it. And it was that moment, that phase in our lives, we can look back now and go, losing everything was the best thing that ever happened to us. That thing that everyone goes, please don't let that happen to me. We really can look back and go, that's where all this fruit that is, is coming in today it all started back there because we changed everything that we did.
0: I mean, I literally have chill bumps because I feel like if you only knew, Allie, the beginning of my year this year, which I thought this year for me was going to be like my rebuilding year. Yeah. Everything that I knew or thought I knew the beginning of this year, almost every foundation that was built on sand has been rippled to the, its core. Yeah. And has been rebuilt. And I, I haven't even talked about most of them and business and personal and life and all these things. and. And that's sometimes what we need. We need to rebuild foundations, not on sand, but Mm -hmm. on stones. And sometimes it's going through those seasons of not being in comfort that allows us the lessons to rebuild. So um, I just think that right there is such a powerful statement. And and today we're talking with you about, I mean, this is such an interesting way to get in the podcast. That's what I love about this is you never kind of know how they're going to unfold. And we're talking about breaking through uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all like, little uneasy and it's causing anxiety and it's causing our minds to go because we're all in a season of uncertainty of what this year has brought. Uh, Nothing's normal. Nothing seems um, to be like, right. I guess that's the right way to say it, but maybe it is right. I really believe that life happens for us, not to us. And that's had, it's been a big mind shift that I've had to shift because I used to be like, why is this happening to me? I can't handle anymore. And now when something happens, I'm I'm thinking, what am I being meant to learn? How can I pull positives out of this? And where am I going from? here? It's refinement.
1: It's so good. And one question that I've been asking myself throughout 2020, since everything fell apart, basically, and I keep it pinned to a bulletin board in my office, is who do I want to be on the other side of this? And that helps me every day make decisions keep working on things when things seem really difficult and it helps me make sure that every day in the middle of uncertainty in the middle of craziness in the middle of just things being hard that I can make decisions aligned with who I want to be on the other side of this and at the same time that's that's my choice it's my decision but you know written all through my latest book Standing Strong there's this theme of partnering with God that What does it look like for me to make decisions every day so I will look on the other side of this how I want to look, how I want to feel, what I want to be doing, but making sure I'm partnering with God on that. Because two and a half years ago, when I first started thinking about this book, what he sent to me was very confusing. It was this message that he wanted to partner with the women of this generation, that he had great work for women to do, work that other people would know about, work that nobody would know about, just him and them, and that things were going to get hard. Now, that didn't make sense in 2017. That didn't make sense in 2018. And as I was writing this end of 2018 and 2019, again, so much of it was a leap of faith because things were pretty good for most people. And it wasn't until really April and May of this year that I went, oh, this is what women were going to be going through. Women were gonna be going in a season where we don't have a lot of spare time to take care of ourselves. We don't have a lot of spare time to do anything. You know, half of us are homeschooling our children, um, something that we never wanted to do, or we're worried about our kids at school, or, you know, it's there's so much um discord because of the election, the political season and and job uncertainty and health uncertainty. Women are pressed right now in a way that is unprecedented to use the word of 2020. And if there's one thing that we need to do right now is we need to partner with him and lean into him and go, what do you have for me? How do you want me to live today? What seeds do you want me to plant in the dark where I can't see what's going to happen? I don't know what what growth is going to happen to these seeds, but I'm trusting you and I'm partnering with you. So these seeds that I'm planting in the dark are going to bear fruit on the other side of this. And that's a really scary and vulnerable place for most of us to live every day.
0: We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor.
1: This podcast is brought to you by StartPlanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, StartPlanner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. I love it.
0: And Allie, I just have to say, so you guys, before we got on this podcast, she goes, hey, I was just going through um, your stuff today and uh is it okay if I talk about God on on the show? Like and and you guys if you're listen, if you've listened to this weekly, you know that I honestly don't bring it up much. And I don't bring it up much um because I think we all have our own spiritual beliefs and um mine might be different. You might have a different god, you might have a universe or whatever, but I told her and I'm going to answer this like I hope that regardless of what your spiritual belief is that you have an internal light and for me that is jesus like that is uh, the light that i am learning and it's the the hard times that i'm learning to hear him the most right mm-hmm. um and so i just want to say that you guys cuz i feel like a lot of you guys are listening to this podcast and like whoa this is a different interview so <laughs> it is uh but i also feel like it's something that maybe should have happened sooner um and i feel like it no, no it's not this is the timely this is when it's supposed to be supposed to happen so i'm excited for you guys to hear this Um, I hope that you, uh, continue taking the steps and whatever is right for you. And, um, I don't know. I just wanted to say that. um, No,
1: that's great. And I think it is important that whatever someone's faith is, however they experience spirituality, that we realize that it doesn't have to be separate from our work. It doesn't have to be separate from our business that for me, God is intimately involved in my work, whether I'm deciding to launch a new product or I'm coaching clients um, he is involved because he cares about work. I mean, if, if you look through scripture, right in the beginning, what people were told to do was work, you know, take care of the earth, you know, manage everything, be, be fruitful, multiply. And God cares about the work of our hands. He cares about um, a journal. He cares about our planner. He cares about the books we write. He cares if we're an accountant or we're a teacher because we're working to make this world a better place. The person that delivers the mail makes this world a better place. The person that makes the most delicious pastries we've ever had makes the world a better place. It's important for us to kind of see those fingerprints all throughout the work we do and that the work that we do, especially the work that we do as women, is very important because... It does help other people. No matter what we do, we whether it's logistics or um, folding our kids' socks, it makes this world a better place.
0: You just got an amen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let me ask you, I'm going to ask you some questions. Sure. Um, so I feel like a lot of people are feeling stuck right now and there's mm-hmm. just a lot of uncertainty. What do you learn about confidence through your experience or, or what would you tell people to learn about confidence within themselves through their own experience?
1: Oh, it's such a great question. I think that very often we think confidence is something that's fixed. Like we are born with a certain height. We have a certain eye color. Some people may have a third nipple. I don't know, right? We all have things that like are born and we go, this is just me. Well, we assume that confidence works that way too. But confidence is something like anything else that needs to be grown. Like you think about when we're younger, when we're little girls we wouldn't say if we didn't know how to ride a bike, yeah, I'm a great bike rider, because we don't know. It goes from a tricycle to a bike with training wheels, and then the training wheels start to come off, and we graduate to a bigger bike, and we're, we're riding in the grass, and then finally we move to the sidewalk, and we get skinned knees and skinned elbows, and we wreck a few times, but given days or weeks or months or however long it takes us, all of a sudden we look around and go, "Wow, I am a great bike rider. I can do this." And we're super confident about it. It's like that with everything. We don't feel confident. We say, "I'm not blank." But instead of saying, "I'm not this" and giving up, what we need to do is go, "I'm not this, but every day I'm going to take one little step to learn how to do it. I'm going to take one little step" To practice this. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to try to increase my understanding of this. And day after day after day with a few skinned knees and some hurt elbows and a lot of wobbling down the hill, we're going to get it. And then we're going to look back and go, well, I'm the kind of person that does this. But the whole time we're going to feel bad about it. And I think that the whole concept of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well Hurts a lot of people, especially women. And what I wish we would embrace is this policy of if it's worth doing, it's worth doing badly for a little while. If we want to start a podcast, we want to write a book, we want to go back to college, all these things. If we want to do anything, we have to go, you know what? I'm going to stink for a little while and that's okay because I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to give up and before I know it I'm going to look back and I'm going to go wow what do you know I am great at this it doesn't happen overnight it happens like with my podcast I probably wasn't any good at it for a good 6 months I don't want to go back and listen to those first shows but it was important for me to do it it was important for me to keep going and I knew if I just stayed at it I would be good at it before I knew it love
0: it so I'm going to ask you another question okay So part of that, I think, actually, majority of that, what you're talking about is mindset. Right. I've done a ton of mindset work, rebuilding habits, rebuilding routines, rebuilding thoughts. I haven't even spoke about a lot of this stuff, but emotions and thoughts and how that impacts and how emotions and thoughts are not even real and just all this stuff. Um, I could talk about an entire podcast just on that. But let me ask you this specific question. Pertaining to mindset, how do you unpack that? Um, How do you say... Self doubt and how we are our own worst critic, like, because I think that's the worst part. What would be some advice there?
1: Well, there's a really cool, we'll talk about inner critic, but I want to give one little tip first. It's a really cool trick because, as women, especially, we hold ourselves back. We're very hard on ourselves. But there's a great trick to say, if you have to make a decision, like, am I going to go for something? Am I going to try this? Whatever the decision is, if we imagine our very best friend coming to us for advice, given all the same circumstances, like all of our circumstances, put that on your best friend. She comes to you and says, what do I do? Most of the time, if it's a good idea, we're going to go, of course you should do that. That makes perfect sense to do that. But for ourselves, we we're too close to it. We can't see the forest because all we see is trees. But when you get a little distance from the decision you're trying to make and pretend you're giving advice to a friend, it becomes really clear what to do. So that's one way we can kind of trick our brains to stop holding us back. Now, this I do want to talk about the inner critic because for so many people, we think that the inner critic is some higher version of ourselves. Like the inner critic is just trying to help us do a better job. But I view the inner critic as like a mentally unstable nanny trying to hold us back. Remember the movie from the 80s with Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire? Mm-hmm. That's who I think of when I think of the inner critic. It's just a, a nanny screaming at us not to make any mistakes, not because she knows better about what we should do, but because she doesn't want us to get hurt. She doesn't want us to put ourselves out there. She doesn't want us to make any mistakes. So when we stop hearing the inner critic as this smarter, better version of ourselves to try to try to um, help us do better. And we realize, wait, this is just a really fearful, scared version of me trying to keep me from expanding my territory or doing anything that's that's going to make me make a mistake. It takes some of that power away. And of course, I, I believe every adult should at some, at some point spend time in counseling. And most of us learn in counseling that the voice of the inner critic is normally a voice that we heard in our childhood. Maybe it was a mother who learned that sort of Um, behavior from her mother, or it was people influential in our early years that were critical of us. And we have adopted that voice as our own inner critic. So doing some work there to help us kind of unpack where did the inner critic voice come from? How do I take the power away? And for me, it's just referring to my inner critic as Mrs. Doubtfire, trying to keep me from making a mistake. I love
0: it. I love it. And I think that Um, it's the balance, right? It's a balance of the knowledge that we gain through our Mm -hmm. experience and using that knowledge to, to make the right choices because life is full of choices. And ultimately that's what we choose is going to be a huge impact of where our journey is heading us. And a lot of times we're trying to, to balance on our mind, knowing this knowledge and our gut, which is this, could be this inner critic. Um, so really being able to decipher what is our, what is our intuition and our gut and our, and our spirit guiding us, or what is that inner critic, right? Um, So just being able to decipher what are all those things to be able to make the choices that we need to continue pushing our life forward in the ways that we meant to be. And, you know, talk about change. For me, I feel like one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is honestly being open to change and evolution, which is not what we're designed to do, but it's the most important thing because growth is not I it's got no expiration. Like we should be doing that whether we're, whatever our age is, we're not too young, too old, too, to anything. Like all of our journeys are our own and, you know, um, learning to accept our journey and being open to change and evolution that we need wherever our lives are, not comparing it to others. Cause I think a lot of that inner critic comes from that comparison world. And I think it's so dangerous and such a slippery slope. So, um, I don't know why. I just wanted to add that to that note. Um,
1: that's so good. So
0: if you could tell women one thing, one thing that could help them to achieve their dreams, what what would that be? I want to end on that.
1: I would say to stop telling ourselves no. And sometimes we tell ourselves no with our words. We have a dream that pops up in our heart, an idea that comes into our head, something that we want to do. And we just go, nope, that's not me. I'm not able to do that. I'm not smart enough. I've made too many mistakes. You know, I have all of these things holding me back. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to take a step forward. But a lot of times we tell ourselves no with our behavior where we don't think about it. It's not a choice. We just don't do the things that we want to do. We don't take the steps to learn new information. We have an idea for a business and we think about it in our head. We think it's a great idea. But we just won't make time to do it. We won't make time to learn about it. We won't make time to invest in ourselves. So I think if I could say to women, hey, stop telling yourself no. If you get this thread of an idea, if you have a dream in your heart, it is there for a reason. I'm willing to say it's probably planted there by God. If there's an idea inside of you that keeps bubbling up and you put the idea on the shelf, you don't want to think about the idea. You think that it's crazy, but it just keeps coming back to you. It's It keeps coming back for a reason. So don't automatically tell yourself no. Don't um, refuse to take those steps to, that will take you into the future, because no matter where you are, no matter what area of life you're in, no matter what you're going through now or what you've been through before, there is always something new and exciting waiting for you. Like I talked about earlier, God has callings for us in different seasons of life. And no matter what this season you're in now or the seasons you've been in before, there's always something new and better to come. So don't hold yourself back pull that thread and see what the future has for you.
0: I love it. I mean, I think that's so powerful. So Allie, I am, I've already ordered my copy of Standing Strong. Can you tell people (laughs) where to get their copy, where to follow you, where to connect with you? Like, I'm I'm just so excited that our journeys, I'm not even sure how we found you, but I am so excited. I'm pumped up. Um, You know, and I think that Others need to follow you. So where can we connect with you online?
1: Oh, well, thank you. I feel the exact same way. So I'm Allie Worthington everywhere. Um, On my website's Allie Worthington. Instagram's Allie Worthington. My podcast is The Allie Worthington Show. And on my website, I'd love to tell everybody about this. I have a really fun two-minute quiz that will identify every woman's secret superpower, what we are gifted with. What we wish people knew about us, what other people wish that we knew. It's super fun. I'll give you a lot of great information, and that is on my website. Or you can text the word superpower to 55444, and I will text a link to you. I love it.
0: I love it. Well, Allie, thank you um, for using the purposes and the passions that have been seated in your heart and, and not letting them die. Um, to help other women and to help other people because um, I know that's a that's a hard journey as well because I know. Um, and I just want to say thank you for that. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with all of us here today. Um, I just really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you, new friend. It has been great to be with you.
0: Same. All right, you guys, um, go check out Allie. I know that you guys are going to want to follow her and I will see you all next week. You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.